Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beef Up Front podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. As we are now about halfway through the college football season, a little bit more than a quarter way done the NFL season, I decided to dive in and do my first mock draft for the upcoming NFL draft. My first little deep dive into this, so I'm not as familiar with the prospects as usual. Uh, But as of week five standings, these are the top 32 picks in the draft. So we're going to run through these top 32, give you a little uh, insight on each pick, and then we'll go from there. Expect uh, maybe another mock draft in season, but then we'll definitely dive into it once the season ends, once draft season starts rolling around the offseason, just like we've done the past two years. So. We'll start it off with the first overall pick right now would be back-to-back years to Jacksonville Jaguars. Have them selecting defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon, uh, a really rare athletic pass rusher, kind of like a Miles Garrett type, not as big and as strong as him. Um, but Thibodeau is a, a really athletic player, and the Jaguars need a lot of help off the edge. So uh, pass rushing is one of the biggest positions in all of football. This is an ideal number one pick. Number two pick, we're going to have the Detroit Lions selecting quarterback Malik Willis out of Liberty. Willis is a former transfer from Auburn. He's got a lot of athletic tools, a lot of good traits. He just needs some more refinement to his game. Kind of reminds me of a a Trey Lance type where Trey Lance is like 6'5", though. Willis is only about 6'1", 6'2". But they have a lot of good traits, a lot of good skills, guys that you would like to bet on. But they're going to need some more development. I think the Lions are a good spot for him with Jared Goff there still in the picture under contract. Uh, let him play a little. Let Malik Willis continue to develop uh, and then potentially hand over the reins to him. Number three overall pick, we have the Houston Texans selecting defensive lineman DeMarvin Leal out of Texas A&M. We know J.J. Watt moved on this offseason to Arizona. Uh, Texans are looking for the next dominant defensive lineman for that team. They had Mario Williams there, really effective for a long time. Jadavion Clowney had some good spurts, and, and J.J. Watt, probably one of the 10 best defensive linemen in NFL history. So Texans looking for a new defensive lineman. This will be an interesting team to monitor this offseason if, if they're going to wind up trading Deshaun Watson. We'll see how Davis Mills looks the rest of the year. This is a team that could be in the market for a quarterback in the top five, but no quarterbacks are really looking like studs. Kind of took a shot there on Willis. Don't know if he goes that high, uh, but the quarterbacks have been struggling this year, so we'll see what this looks like come draft time. But for now, we'll give them uh, the big defensive lineman out of Texas A&M. Number four, the Jets have them selecting offensive lineman Evan Neal out of Alabama. Uh, That would give the Jets two really good offensive tackles with Neal and Mekhi Becton. Uh, Interested to see if these two do get picked uh, for this team. Who plays left, who plays right, but then they also have Elijah Vera Tucker in there at guard. Uh, The Jets would be building a really good, strong offensive line in front of Zach Wilson. Number five, the Philadelphia Eagles' first pick of the first round out of three for this mock draft. This one's via the Miami Dolphins. Had them selecting cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. at LSU. Last week, Darius Slay had his best game of his career for the Eagles against the Panthers, where he had two interceptions. Uh, but he's past 30 now, I believe. So Steven Nelson's also only in here on a one-year deal. They need a, a lockdown, shutdown corner to be a cornerstone of that defense for years to come. Uh, Stingley's the best corner in this year's draft. Would be a no-brainer pick. Next up at six is the Eagles again. This one will be via the Colts as long as Carson Wentz continues to play, play 75% of the snaps. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles will get this first-round pick. So 
I have them selecting safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Uh, the back end of the defense in the games that the Eagles have struggled in this year has been a, a major weakness. Uh, Hamilton is a, a playmaking safety, a guy who's all around the ball. You can move him around, kind of like a Tyron Matthew, Darren James type, very versatile player. Uh, this would give the Eagles two young studs in their secondary if they were able to get Stingley and Hamilton. Seventh pick, we got the Giants selecting offensive lineman Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. Uh, the Giants offensive line, Andrew Thomas has gotten better in his second year. He's performed at a higher level, but still this is a this is a position of need on the inside of that offensive line, especially if you're going to continue to build around Daniel Jones and you want to get, get the most out of Saquon Barkley. They need uh, some more beef up front. Number eight, we got the Falcons selecting wide receiver Garrett Wilson at Ohio State. Uh, they took Kyle Pitts with the fourth pick. He had his best game last week against the Jets. We'll see uh, what they do at, at the quarterback position with Matt Ryan. I think he might be around at least one more year just due to his contract. Uh, but I think pairing another stud receiver with Calvin Ridley going forward would be a smart move by the Falcons. Number nine, have the Patriots selecting cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. Probably the second best corner in this year's draft out of LS after Derek Stingley from LSU. Uh, we saw Stephon Gilmore got traded to the Patriots last week, so you have Jackson on the outside for the Patriots right now, a ball-hawking corner, a guy with really good ball skills. Uh, but you pair him with Andrew Booth for the long term, that would be a, a really solid cornerback duo going forward for New England. Number 10, the Eagles again. So they have three picks in the top 10, uh, address a, a weakness at corner, safety, and now we're going to get a new defensive end in there, and Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan, a guy to rush the passer. Derek Barnett on his last year of his deal. I don't think he'll be coming back. Ryan Kerrigan only on a one-year deal. He hasn't really produced much this year. Brandon Graham coming back from a torn Achilles. Uh, the only real guy that I think that you, you have to count on going forward is Josh Sweat, who they just locked up. So uh, this is a position of need going into the offseason for, for Philadelphia, definitely. We'll see what they do with Barnett. Maybe they bring him back on a, a one-year prove-it deal. But still, they're going to need to invest in a edge rusher for this defense going forward opposite of Josh Sweat. Number 11, we have the Dolphins again. This is, Or, excuse me, Dolphins' first pick. This is via the 49ers from the Trey Lance trade. A uh, bit of an early pick here for a center, but their offensive line has really struggled this year. So we're going to go with offensive lineman Tyler Lindenbaum out of Iowa, um, the best center in the country. He's just a rock solid, reliable player. Uh, we've seen how good Jason Kelsey's been for the Eagles over the years. Uh, Alex Mack has been a really good center. The Pouncey brothers uh, went on the field uh, when, when performing. Uh, you know each and every week what you're getting out of these guys. And I think Lindenbaum is one of those type of centers that could, whether it's Tua or Deshaun Watson or potentially an Aaron Rodgers, a different quarterback, who knows. Um, getting him a reliable center in front of him is a big boost to your offense. Number 12, we have the Jets picking again. This is via the Seahawks from the Jamal Adams trade. I have them selecting wide receiver Drake London out of USC. Had 16 catches over 100 yards and I believe a touchdown or two last week against Utah. This is a guy who's having a breakout year, a 6'5 receiver. who has got good speed, but uh, a great jump ball guy can really get those contested catches. This is a, a pick that I think Zach Wilson would be a big fan of. Uh, coming off that Evan Neal pick as well, that would be two another major building blocks for that Jets offense. Number 13, we got the football team. Uh, their defense was hyped up as one of the top five units coming into the year, and they've really struggled. Um, I think the back end is one of the areas of weakness of that team, so I'm going to give them cornerback Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati. Cincinnati, one of the top five teams in the country this year. have had a really strong defense, and Gardner is a, is a major part of that. Number 14, we have the Vikings selecting defensive end George Carl. Carl Leiftis, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, out of Purdue, uh, a big-time pass rusher. This is a guy who could go in the top 10. 
but I have them falling a little bit here to the Vikings at 14. I thought they would potentially take like a Greg Rousseau in last year's draft. Uh, they wound up going with Christian Darisol, the offensive tackle. This is a team that needs to continue to work on their pass rush, though. And I think the defensive end out of Purdue here would be a good pick. Number 15, we got the Steelers selecting their quarterback of the future. My personal favorite quarterback as of right now, and that's quarterback Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. I think this guy has a lot of good, intriguing tools to work with. He's got some good mobility as well. Uh, and Big Ben had a solid game last week against the Broncos, but we've just seen it. He's, he's past his prime. It, it's time to move on. Um, I, I believe his contract's up after this year, even if he is back for like another year. Corral maybe sits behind him and, and takes over mid midway through the season. But those quarterbacks on the roster right now for Pittsburgh, I don't believe in any of them going forward. So uh, I like this pick of Corral from Old Miss to the Steelers. Number 16, we're going with the Kansas City Chiefs selecting wide receiver Chris Olave out of Ohio State. We've seen a lot this year. Teams have been able to double-team Tyreek Hill and kind of take him out of the game, except for his big explosion. Uh, against Philadelphia, and then he had one other good game this year. But other than that, they've been kind of holding him in check. We'll see what Josh Gordon does, but I'm not counting on him. McCole Hardman had a pretty decent week last week, but he hasn't really developed in the player that some people thought he could. Uh, so I think this is a team that needs to get another reliable pass catcher to go with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. And Olave is a really smooth, good route runner. I think would be a perfect fit there. 17, we got the Bengals selecting offensive lineman Sean Ryan out of UCLA. A lot of criticism for passing on Jamar Chase, but that's starting to look like a great pick as he's been the best rookie receiver this year uh, after p picking him number six overall. Um, I think, though, going forward, we, we need to see better protection for Joe Burrow, uh, and we got Sean Ryan here out of UCLA to protect Burrow for the foreseeable future at one of the tackle spots. Number 18, we have the Saints selecting Kare Elam, cornerback out of Florida. I thought they would potentially go with a corner last year to pair with Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, they decided to go with Desmond Trufant in free agency who just got cut. They they selected a defensive end last year. So there's a team who's invested on the defensive side of the ball. Wouldn't be surprised to see them potentially go for a quarterback, maybe like a Sam Howell. Uh, maybe see what happens with Spencer Rattler the rest of the year if, if they want to take a chance on a guy like that. Uh, but I think they need to get a, a, a cornerback in there opposite of Marshall Lattimore, and I think Elon would be a good pick. Number 19, we got the Titans selecting offensive lineman, uh, primarily a tackle in Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Titans have really struggled in pass protection this year. They did invest a first-round pick a few years ago in Isaiah Wilson. I don't even know if he made it through the first year before getting cut. A bunch of off-the-field concerns. So get an offensive tackle on the right side across from Taylor Lewan. Um, help keep Ryan Tannehill upright and pace from Russian lanes for Derrick Henry. Be a smart investment there. Number 20, we got the Broncos selecting edge rusher Drake Jackson out of USC. Von Miller having a pretty good year, coming off some injuries. Uh, Bradley Chubb, though, battling injuries again. This is a These are two guys that have been banged up over the past few years. Chubb's still young, but I don't know how much longer you're going to get solid football out of Von Miller. He's not his former dominant self, but still a solid player. Um, you get an edge rusher here like Drake Jackson to potentially uh, take over the reins for Miller one day and, and make that long-term pairing with Nick Chubb. On the outside, this is a, a very good defense already. Even if you get a J Jackson as a rotational pass rusher, I think that would enhance that defense going forward. Number 21, we got the Panthers selecting offensive lineman Ikam Ekonuwu, I believe how you pronounce his name, out of NC State. Um, this Panthers offensive line has struggled this year. The Eagles were able to get to Sam Darnold last week, forcing him into a few turnovers. If Sam Darnold is going to continue to be the guy there, he's going to need some better protection. I think the, the offensive lineman out of NC State here would be a, a smart pick. I think he's the best offensive lineman on the board at this point. Number 22, we got the Giants 
selecting via the Bears from the Justin Fields trade. We have them selecting linebacker Christian Harris out of Bama. Blake Martinez did tear his ACL. We'll see uh, if he's back next year with the Giants, but I think they need a long-term uh, guy in the middle of that defense that they can really rely on, like kind of like a Devin White type. I think I don't think Harris is as good as White, that type of player. But going forward, I think they needed someone in the middle of that defense to stabilize it. Uh, and Harris is the best off-ball linebacker in this draft. Number 23, we got the Browns selecting. One of the best college football players this year. I hear about him all the time, and that's defensive tackle Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Just a mammoth man, uh, a really big boy, and, and he commands a lot of double teams. This is going to be a guy who just eats up space and free up Miles Garrett on the outside. Miles Garrett is frequently drawing double teams. You have Jadavion Clowney and Tack McKinley in right now there along the defensive line, uh, but you got a dominant player in there to go with on that defensive line with Miles Garrett. That's just going to help free up Garrett even more. Uh, and Davis will just be an interior disruptor going forward. I believe 6'6", 340 pounds, just a, a mammoth man. 24th, we have the Lions selecting via the Rams from the Matt Stafford trade. A lot of trades, uh, multiple teams with picks in this in this first round. It'll be pretty exciting to see how these teams maneuver. But I have the Lions selecting wide receiver Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. I think you can argue either the Lions or the Texans have the worst wide receiver corps in the NFL. You look at that Lions roster, maybe Quintess Cephas sticks around. Um, also, Amon Ross, Saint Brown, but you get a wide receiver like Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, a guy with good size, really good speed, good after the catch ability. Um, and if you do draft a guy like Malik Willis, let these two grow together for the foreseeable future. Twenty-five. I have the Raiders selecting quarterback Sam Howell out of UNC. Um, I just think in the wake of all the things going on that happened with John Gruden and just that organization, I think they might press the reset button. Derek Carr has one year left on his deal, potentially trade him somewhere, maybe like a, a Washington, um, maybe even like a Miami, teams, uh, maybe even a, a Carolina, teams that are have unsure quarterback situations at the moment. Houston potentially, um, you could get some good draft picks for him. He's, he still has one year left on his deal, so a team could, could lock him up to an extension after trading for him. So I think the Raiders are going to go with a quarterback here and Sam Howell out of UNC. Uh, press start over. This is a guy who had – uh, he's having a pretty poor year, not poor year this year, but not living up to what we saw last year and the hype coming into this year. Lost a lot of production from offense, so he's playing with worse guys this year, but we've seen when he has good players around him, he can succeed. And this Raiders offense has some good talent. Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, uh, Hunter Renfro, some solid players around him. So I think Sam Howell is a NFL-ready quarterback. I don't know how great he'll be. Maybe he'll be like a, a Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield type where he'll be a solid quarterback, but might not be able to – push you over the top uh, but i think at this point in the first round especially if you're able to trade Carr this offseason uh, if this season falls apart and they don't become a playoff team i think Carr will find his way out the door especially if mike mayock's still around i think he's going to want to make a big splash after john gruden was really riding for Derek Carr in the past few years so uh, the quarterback out of unc sam howell here to the raiders number 26 we got the bill selecting running back isaiah spiller out of Texas A&M. I had them selecting ETN last year. It sounds like he was going to be their pick. The Jaguars didn't select him. I think they need a difference maker at running back, and Spiller is a very good runner, one of the best running backs in the country. I like him as the only first-round back this year. Number 27, got the Bucks selecting cornerback Trent McDuffie out of Washington. The Bucks secondary has really struggled this year. They have been banged up because of injuries, but right now they have 30-plus-year-old Richard Sherman back there. This is a team that needs an infusion of youth in that back end. Uh, they have a, a few good young guys, but the secondary has kind of been their biggest weakness this year. So let's give them a cornerback from Washington, who uh, Washington producing secondary players has been uh, a good track record in the NFL recently. Number 28, 
We got the Packers selecting defensive end Kingsley Ngabare out of South Carolina. Um, Zadarius Smith has been out for a lot of the year. Preston Smith has been not doing that well. This pass rush is an area that needs improvement for the Packers. Look for them to address it in the offseason. Number 29, we have the Chargers selecting edge rusher Adam Anderson out of Georgia. Opposite of Joey Boza, I don't really know how much uh, consistent pressure that the Chargers have been getting this year. Boza, another guy kind of like Miles Garrett, receives a lot of attention, a lot of double teams. You get a guy with really good athletic ability and pass rushing traits, uh, some good qualities on that defensive side of the ball. And Anderson out of Georgia, who's been playing at one of the highest level defenses we've ever seen in college football. You get him opposite, working opposite Joey Boza. That could be uh, intriguing intriguing for this Chargers team to go forward with. 30, we got the Cowboys selecting safety Daxon Hill out of Michigan. Uh, Trayvon Diggs has proven to be a very good corner. I think they could use some improvements at safety, though. You get Hill out of Michigan here, a guy who's got good experience at the college level in the Big Ten. I think that would be a smart pick for the Cowboys. 31, we got the Ravens selecting linebacker Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Patrick Queen has been a bit of the, bit of a disappointment so far, only in his second year. But still, we look at teams like the Buccaneers, who have Levante David and Devin White. A lot of the teams who have good success have two good linebackers that can go sideline to sideline. Patrick Queen can develop into the player that we thought he would become, uh, and then you get a guy in there like Devin Lloyd out of Utah. That would be a really intriguing duo going forward for the Ravens. In uh, the final pick of the first round to wrap it up. Number 32, the last undefeated team, and that's the Cardinals. Have them selecting offensive lineman Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. They have a 6'7 left tackle. Uh, playing at a smaller level, obviously, but still. The Cardinals need to get some some big boys up front to help protect Kyler Murray going forward. That's the biggest thing with him. We saw that at the end of last season. Uh, when he got banged up, their season kind of went downhill. Uh, as much as he runs and stuff, it's, it's important to keep him in a clean pocket. So, because he's going to be absorbing hits a lot when he's out out on the move, getting out of the pocket. If you're able to keep him upright and protected when he's in the pocket, that's going to limit his hits. I think that would be a smart pick for them there. But that'll do it for Mock Draft 1.0 for the 2022 NFL Draft. Love doing deep dives on this stuff. Uh, be sure to keep listening to Beef Up Front. We'll be bringing more football content as we move throughout the season. But thanks, everyone, again for listening, and we will talk soon.